Hello there, this is Calvin, and you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. You've accessed the Do You Know show, and we're bringing you bits of knowledge and information you might not have heard from people you might not know. What I think I have to let you know, though, is that the views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this show and others, please log on to KUCI.org. So how you guys doing? Um, glad to be here, and we got a, a, a wonderful guest sitting here just waiting to talk to you guys about some things I know, I know for a fact you're going to be interested in. His name is Dana. Dana, how do you, how do you pronounce your last name? Okay, Jazziari. Jazziari, yes. Jazzy. Oh, wow. Yeah, something like jazz, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got DJ. <laughs> okay, yeah, and he's known as DJ. And uh, I just want to read a little something from his bio, and what it says is that his knowledge of trending themes in the young contemporary art movement spans back into the mid-1990s as a teen act interacting with artists in San Francisco. Transplanted from the island of Oahu. Oahu. Dana found himself questioning the accessibility of the emerging young contemporary scene in Orange County, especially those focused on street art and graffiti. Dismissing himself from the University of Santa Barbara at the age of 20, Jazari found the gallery subject matter in Costa Mesa in 2002. Now he's in his 12th year as a curator and he's developed into applying an entrepreneurial approach to addressing social issues, creating positive exchange through art, fostering community engagement and opening the door to Orange County of the expansive breadth of the young contemporary movement. Something that I, 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 I want to say before we begin and, and the reason I say you guys are going to be interested is because I'm interested uh, <laughs> and that is because there's some things going on not only in the art world but in 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 and throughout the world that need to be addressed and DJ is addressing it from the perspective of art. So DJ, just to give us an idea of who you are and what it is that you're trying to do in terms of the arts. Well, I operate a gallery, Marcus Gallery in Santa Ana. Uh, we display what is young or new contemporary artists. And then I have an art and design bookstore located in Costa Mesa at the Lab Anti-Mall off Bristol. Uh, we stock design reference, fashion titles, photography, new contemporary artist titles. We're the only ones that do it in between LA and S San Diego. And our events are, you know, we're constantly attempting to educate individuals on what is occurring outside of the Orange County area, mm -hmm. bringing what the new and young world is developing okay. here. And it's really about education. Uh, we have our, we do a lot of events. Our next events coming up this Friday, which mm -hmm. is Canvas Costa Mesa. Uh, we group together with museum institutions, uh, schools, creative, co creative artists, companies, and we formulate an idea to band together for one night only uh, to educate attendees on access points of creative creativity in Orange County. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, it's uh, it's something because, I, as I said, there's some things going on not only in Orange County, uh, not only in California, but all over the world. And those things are something that uh, you and I just touched on a minute ago in terms of how the, uh, uh, the Internet is kind of uh, uh, undermining what it is that, that we <coughs> do in trying to convey to others um, the quality of, of what it is that we're enterprising, and that being art. And it's not that the, the, the craving for viewing art has, has died, it's just that people are not aware of the, the beauty and accessibility of art, you know, face to face with it, as opposed to looking at it on the internet yeah. and seeing it with your own eyes, yeah. and interacting with the people who yeah. are involved in it and that kind of thing the, is kind of diminished. So tell us how you're addressing that. Or trying yeah, to with, with events like this, um, it, that's the point. It's, it's the fact that one location not might be enough for people to visit. Why don't we all bring it together mm -hmm. and then you can interact with it all at one time. Right. Um, you know, the idea of a collective doesn't exist anymore. Uh, artists used to band together to support each other, and eventually a few would transcend past their local area. Mm -hmm. But now with the internet, you can get it to anybody anywhere in the world right. via right. social media, via any platform. Mm -hmm. um, 
And then the question is, is how do we curate, how do we wade through all the noise right, and get right, to the right, right message? Exactly, exactly. You know? yeah. I mean, art is based on aesthetics, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's critics. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's all, you know, innovative. It's all imaginative. It's just that some have a stronger voice. Okay. And when there's a whole lot of people yelling, mm-hmm. it's hard to hear the right message. I got you. I got you. You know? Yeah, and it's it's something that I, I feel very strongly about. And if if you're if you're um, observing or listening to any type of artistic um, output, you know, be it jazz <laughs> or 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 you know, um, uh, art, you know, visual arts, um, just in, just anything, it's it's about thinking that you know what it is that the artist is saying to you. The message that's being conveyed, you think that you yeah. are aware of it, but yeah. you really can't be aware of it unless you come face-to-face and talk directly to that person. And you're doing that, bringing the artist to the people. How important do you think that is in terms of uh, changing the consciousness of Orange County, you know, in terms of understanding how important it is to interact with people as opposed to going on a, on a, a, a cold you know, internet site and, and, and getting information that might not be true. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's a quote, medium is the message. It's really being involved in it means more than just interacting with it. The okay. way information is now, the way media prevent, pre, uh, presents it mm-hmm. to people, it's in footnotes. Okay. It keeps getting more condensed. Right. You know, because no one has the time or the patience mm-hmm. to read about a subject in its, in you know, in its entirety. Okay. So everything keeps getting more condensed mm-hmm. down into footnotes. So then we w- walk around pretending that we're aware of everything. Right. But really, we only know just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> exactly. But then we're on exactly. to the next thing and <laughs> right. so on and right. so forth. Like with yeah. the bookstore, I deal with a lot of media and layout. I, uh, I deal with a lot of the newspapers, a lot mm-hmm. of the magazines. Mm-hmm. And the question is, is how do they reinvent themselves? Okay. Or how okay. does anything reinvent themselves? Mm-hmm. It, and, it, and it's about being more aggressive and interactive okay because if you just put out information mm-hmm. like an artist just photographing people interacting with it but not really understanding right. the full scope of what mm-hmm. is being you know unveiled to them okay okay it's something i think is is, is so very important something that you're addressing as well and that is um not only interacting with the with the consumer and the artist, but also interacting with people who are a part of the big picture, uh, and and we just want to take Costa Mesa for instance. There's a lot of the bi- a lot of the businesses there that this event that you're having on Friday uh, is going to involve, and it's so important. I believe that the the people who are 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 who have businesses and are looking for consumers, they have a lot to gain by this event going on. And yeah. by the same token, the people that might not even be aware of what exists in, in Orange County, in Costa Mesa, you know, are going to be able to interact with them as well. So the business, the art, you know, and everything that it is is kind of coming together in a collaboration yeah. to do something that's important. I think the, the, the arts are very, yeah. very important. And when, people don't really realize that. Yeah, when we sat down and we were developing this idea, um, you know, everyone immediately gravitates towards the Art Walk concept. Okay. And, you know, an Art Walk is a monthly event that mm-hmm. occurs in some area, and they usually close down the street, and there's a lot of vendors, but there's not a whole lot of education. Okay. So the idea was to not develop a monthly, but to develop a biannual, mm-hmm. and that way we can curate it properly. So then we can have all the right components and elements of individuals to be involved where when people attend, it's not about consumption. It's about interacting. It's mm-hmm. about becoming more involved, more aware of okay. creative access points, those being galleries, museums, schools, seeing what they're doing or interacting with a creative mind that mm-hmm. most wouldn't mm-hmm. even know existed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so important, you know, and I, I think a lot of times because I'm, I'm just a, a grassroots oriented person and I think a lot of times about how people, you know, are not aware of what's happening 
uh, underneath where they are from a from a from a from a social perspective, you know, uh, uh, and 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 that's so important to be in touch with everything that's going on around you. You did something some time ago when you were younger. Uh, you, I think it was in San Francisco, and you uh, got involved with with some artists there, and you you were like looking at the persons who were doing graffiti. You yeah. know, and that's and that's some real grassroots stuff. But it it is gone to a level now where it's. I mean, everyone recognizes now that it's art. You know, they didn't accept it as that before. Yeah. And so your affiliation with that 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 uh, group of people, um, how did that mold you into doing what it is that you're doing to do? Did it have any effect on you at all by by working with people who were not established artists, but just young kids just trying to you know trying to create and display what it is that they had, trying yeah. to share their gift with, with the world in a sense. So what really inspired me was I saw these individuals, and, I mean, they're working in an uncontrolled environment. Okay. You know, time, it's illegal. <laughs> right. You know, right. they're outside, weather, mm-hmm. uh, proximity. It, I mean, it's dangerous. Right. You know, they're climbing. Right. They're trying to get everywhere and anywhere they can they're mm. working with a, a a different surface every single time right and their right. tool is a very specialized tool mm-hmm. i mean spray paint you know you really have to meld you know really meld with it and understand yeah, yeah. how to utilize yeah, it because it can drip and all that and run well, it's, and it's not the drip it's mm-hmm. really understanding spray patterns and your tips and oh, just, okay just okay can control per okay. se okay all right so now let's take those artists Let's take that individual and put them in a controlled environment. Mm-hmm. Sit them down in front of an easel. You know, they have more time, more control, not the fear of being caught. You know, <laughs> right? And and push them in a direction where they they start to expand on past graffiti, and mm-hmm, they're now they're mm-hmm. getting into more a finer art feel. I mean, that's where now you get what is called street art. But even some individuals that are graffiti artists don't want to connect themselves to that. Okay. Because the idea of graffiti is that it's uncontrolled. Right. And that it is occurring illegally. Mm-hmm. Um, and even street art is like that. But a lot of street artists have never even painted in the street illegally. They, okay. They, they use, you know, controlled walls. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's a very fine line. Yeah. Uh, Newport, Newport Beach Magazine just did an article on that a, a little while back. It's it's an interesting fact, but really working with those artists in San Francisco is what motivated me to open my gallery and bring okay. something that was different mm-hmm. to Orange County. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's never been easy. Yeah, yeah. But sure. nothing easy doesn't have the same value <laughs> exactly and you know? the rewards are, are amazing when it's not easy when it's hard what what um in in terms of your your own store what 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 do you offer so at the bookstore it's all art and design so okay design reference titles for designers artists seeking inspiration oh, i got you so type reference textile reference people overlook again in orange county that there's a very large massive creative Community, mm. but it's all commercial run. Mm. You know, you have yeah. action sports, you have architecture firms, interior design firms, design firms. Like, there's there's a five billion dollar industry that is creative. Mm-hmm. No one fills that need for them. Mm. That's what I do. I bring tangible goods. Okay. You know, the, because the one thing about a book, especially a visual art book, is mm-hmm. that you can't translate it into a digital format. Okay. Easily. Okay. Because okay. if I have a 300-page book and it mm-hmm. has 800 in Im- images on there, mm-hmm. unless someone had it all compiled into one location that was easily accessible for you, you'd be able to find it. So these types of books, people take less risk of purchasing online, and they want to come in and interact with you. it. I got you. You know? Yeah. But it's it's hard running a bookstore. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Now, who uh, do, do the, the industries that are doing the design and that kind of thing? Do they ever confer with you or all or the time? All the time. You know. Okay. So the way I put it is that I'm a tool salesman. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you what is the best product and why it'll simplify your life. Okay. Or your job. Mm-hmm. So they'll access me and they'll say, "Hey, I'm working on this project. 
what do you have for this project? So I have to be, my research has to be pretty strong okay. so that I understand trends mm -hmm. in fashion, in design, mm -hmm. in all design atmospheres. So then when they come to me, I can have the tools for them so they can satisfy their job. Okay. You know, everybody has a gift. Everybody has a God-given gift, and a lot of us have more than one. Um, and it's really hard for most of us to understand and or really even know what that gift is. How did you decide that you were going to be a curator? What is it about you that, that makes you feel that you, you could do something like that? There's no easy answer to that. <laughs> okay. You know, I was, I was 20. I was in college. Uh -huh. I just I had this burning desire to do it. So, okay. you know, when I look back on it, it's like I can see my life going in maybe two different directions. Mm -hmm. I'm happy with the direction I chose. That's great. You know, that's I'm, great self-educated mm -hmm. everything mm -hmm. that i've had to learn in business i've done myself okay has it been easy again no no but not at all. i i like the more difficult route okay because it <laughs> makes you more thing. aware oh, I mean, absolutely it's, it's absolutely. like when they say you know i could i could uh, evolve to different situations mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and but it's really it's you just need to be have that inquisitive spirit okay because without it then there's no innovation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's where people fail sometimes. I got you. Because they f fall into a certain mold mm -hmm. and they stay in that mold. Right. Like, like I have interest in everything. Like right now, I've been doing a lot of research on 3D printing technology. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a massive scientific field okay. of, I mean, it's, I, I can't even explain it on the internet right now. I but got you. <laughs> what they're producing and what the future holds in the medical uh, field as well. It's just, it's very interesting. I'm just, that's just how I am. I get okay. interested in something. It sparks my interest, so I read and research and educate myself on it. Yeah. You know, I, you, you haven't said this, but I'm, 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 I'm sensing it, that you have an affinity for people. I mean, you know, that's important to you. And also uh, a belief that education is the key to some of the situations that we find ourselves in that aren't comfortable. You know, and we talked about or just talked, mentioned the orange curtain here in Orange County yeah. uh, and how that curtain is really uh, shading people from reality, but at the same time uh, not allowing them to see what that reality is. Can you kind of like expound on that for a bit in terms of your experience with this so-called orange curtain? First of all, let us know what is the orange curtain. <laughs> <laughs> It, it's I mean it's a veil it's mm -hmm. I don't know how to describe it okay. per se it exists everywhere mm -hmm. um, yep. like in New York how people walk down the street and you know I'm not saying it always happens but if someone's hurt they'll just walk right, right. past them it's it's I don't know why it happens mm -hmm. I don't know why it exists here okay you know um, but trying to break through that mm -hmm. and touch people in a different way yeah. You know, because again, it's something that I believe in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that I'm trying to put out there. It's not necessarily what other people might want. Right. But if I can be an availability for those individuals that do enjoy what I have interest in, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then I'm there for them. Okay. Like okay. I, I do have, and I'll call it an affliction for people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Because <laughs> you know, I believe in social enterprise. How uh -huh. how can I utilize entrepreneurial skills? to operate for profit but also act in a nonprofit format mm -hmm, where i can mm -hmm. give back yes, more than just yes. filling my pockets i got you not like i'm rich or anything because mm -hmm. it's a hard market but <clears throat> i mean it, it it brings intrinsic value you know my my gallery in santa Ana, it, it's a high-end gallery well in my mind and people have asked me why i moved to santa Ana, because you know who's going to buy it but it's not about that <laughs> i got you what it's about is that it's free for the public mm -hmm. the community can access mm -hmm. they can interact with it they can interact with me and i don't demand or expect anything past that okay. and if i could do more projects outside in the community like public mural projects um just again showing people something but that they might not be aware of mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's what i work towards but okay. then i have my other side where yeah i'm working towards selling artwork, supporting my artists, 
I you got know. you. Yeah. But but I went to Santa Ana because it actually has some feeling of like it has some personality. It has mm-hmm. a character to it. <laughs> you know, I like cities. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing because as you know, uh I just moved here from Chicago uh three years ago and uh uh my wife teaches here at at, at, at Irvine and we decided to move to Long Beach, you yeah. know, because of that very same sense of uh, a sense of belonging, a sense of connection, you know, to the people, as opposed to uh, being a part of something that you really don't feel you're a part of. That's that was my feeling anyway. Yeah. And and Orange County, you know, is is is, is like that. And uh, it, it, in, in Santa Ana, again, you know, you say you like living in cities, but I think there's also that that sense of connection, you know, that a stronger connection yeah. than in other areas of, of, of California. And and this curtain that we talked about earlier, I think what the what the problem is is that people are fearful of things that they are not aware of. And and once they become educated in that arena, then the fear leaves and they're able to participate in it. You know, and the thing that you're doing Friday I think is so very important because you said that what's gonna happen is that the the artist is, might be in a particular uh, a venue, a store, a, a, a yeah, place no, of business. No tables, so, no yeah, right, no right. commodity sales. We're not okay. you know like you said, no incense. Um, <laughs> it, it, again, it's not about booth rental sales. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. not about getting vendors to sell goods. Right. It's about education. Exactly. And supporting the arts. And yes, is the art hung on the wall available for sale? It is. But it's not displayed in a sense that is 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 not leading to its own personal quality. Right. Because when you, you pop up, you have a table and then you makes a makeshift wall and mm-hmm. it just it doesn't represent what the art should be exactly. represented i got you and then it's also the fact that you have these other businesses you have a table in front of the business let's get the arts in the business and have the businesses interact with the arts mm-hmm. right and the people that come to the affair and as the well. people that come yeah, to the affair yeah and 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 then uh, because what that does is it, 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 it makes people come together, and once people come together, then those fears diminish, and it's no longer about, well, this guy looks like this, or this guy looks like that, or, you know, I don't know if I want to be involved in this and that kind of thing, because then you begin to remember that all people are the same. You know what I mean? And yeah. all of us have different ideas about different things, but it, it behooves all of us to come together at some point and at least touch on those things you know and art is a is a very good medium for doing so so it, it is i mean music a lot of things it, art art doesn't have a race exactly it just, it, it's a creation of individuals mm-hmm. and then it holds its own identity right and you know like you said getting people to step out of their normal mm-hmm. comfortable right environments that's what we're trying to do exactly and, and, and back trying to educate individuals like one of the events that the bookstore is putting on at the lab is a collaborative drawing project where we're rolling out butcher paper on a long table it's not a new concept the difference is with our concept is we want artists to children to interact so it's this very exquisite corpse style Mm -hmm. collaboration where a six-year-old might draw a doodle okay. and then some artist that it has a name mm-hmm. he does produce artwork comes over and and adds to it and so yeah, on and so forth man. we're going we're going to figure it out because yeah. there's some logistics to it that we got to mm-hmm. work out mm-hmm. but it's about getting people outside the norm exactly like oh i'm exactly. not an artist well right. it doesn't matter it's not about that <laughs> right produce something right be, be, be a producer yes. just be creative and then yes. this person will add to that mm-hmm. and so on and so forth mm-hmm. yeah it's a it, this is a beautiful thing, man. Uh, as a, as I told you when I first and 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 you guys, I just met this guy to get today, and I like this guy. <laughs> he's he's all right, and he's doing some things that I think are so very important in terms of us coming together uh, with a uh, with a similar consciousness, and that consciousness being that that's the only way things are going to get better is if we come together and make it yeah, happen. It's you know, it's and, e- you're. It's again like how I said with the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of people screaming. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we have to in a in a you know realistic format mm-hmm. we all have to band together exactly. and scream exactly cuz exactly. you know media's run by advertisement <laughs> it's about the money we know that you know and not and it's and, and it's failing which is very sad so the right individuals aren't in the right positions that they should be mm-hmm. so it's a lot of people that want to speak up but they don't right. understand what they're speaking about exactly 
so there's a lot of confusion there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have to band together, get the schools together, get the institutions together, right. get the artists together, get all the creatives together, and then we all scream. Okay. <laughs> DJ, I, man, time is, man, it goes too fast. But what I want to do, because I definitely want uh, to support you in your endeavor, and I want every every listener to support you as well. So could you give us uh, the, the name and address of, of both your businesses and then the, the, the time of the event the on events. Friday? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Marcus Gallery is located, located on 4th Street, Santa Ana, in the East End at 305 East 4th. As issued, Art and Design Bookstore is located at 2930 Bristol Street, Costa Mesa, inside the Lab Anti-Mall. This Friday, we will be celebrating the inaugural Canvas Costa Mesa event, uh, which will have the Orange County Museum of Art. The curator, Dan Cameron, has curated a pop-up installation of their current exhibition, the Avant-Garde Collection. This will be the first time the museum has attempted something like this. Uh, Laguna Canyon College Art and Design and me will be hosting painter F. Scott Hess to sign his newly published retrospective book featuring 40 years of his art. Uh, Jamie Brooks Fine Art will have a exhibition with Coastline Community College. The brewery Barley Forge will have will be supporting artists and having beer tastings. Dax Gallery will open their exhibition called Rattle Can featuring the artist Roland Barry and Human. And the artist, the female artist Human will be painting a live mural on the side of their building. Seabird's Kitchen will be hosting three artists playing, uh, sorry. Seabird's Kitchen will be hosting three artists painting live. We also have the twin jazz music duo, Matson Two playing. Oh man. And we'll have, they're good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, see? Yeah. I do a good job. I know you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we'll have sampling from Seabirds. And then Azish will be hosting the first, well, Azish in the lab will be hosting the first collaborative drawing project that we discuss. And then the artery that is on lab property will be hosting uh, eight artists okay. exhibiting artwork. Yeah. So there's a lot, there's a few that I didn't discuss because mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. Right, so. right. DJ, I, I just so appreciate you, man, for, for coming in here and sharing with us. And the reason I uh, smiled at the matching too, because they've been interviewed here as well. Yeah. <laughs> it was just amazing. They do amazing music. Young cats too, man. Yeah. And they, they do amazing work. But anyway, I want everybody to know that I'm going to be there. What what time is this event? Yeah, oh, it's, it's 7 from 10 p.m. And the, the, okay. The address, the starting address is mm-hmm. 2967 Randolph Street, mm-hmm. Costa Mesa. That's where the ACMA will be. Uh, we'll be handing out walking maps. Again, okay. Okay. it is like an art walk, but mm-hmm. more educational. Okay, okay. Okay, you guys. So as I said, I'm going to be there, 2967 Randolph in Costa Mesa, and it's called the Canvas Costa Mesa. Yeah. You guys need to be there. That's Friday, two days from today, from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., and uh, and I'll see you there. BJ, thanks so much. Yeah, and if you got anything you'd like to say to the audience before we close. Yeah, last free. thing. Uh, for more information, you could go to www.canvascostamesa.com. Thank you, Calvin. Oh, man, thank you. Okay, you guys, uh, we're ready for the second half of the show. Again, this is Calvin, and you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And you've accessed the second half of the Do You Know show. And uh, what we're going to do on this second half is allow you um, an opportunity to hear what it is that Calvin thinks. You know, I'm going to talk about it uh, on the second half of this show. And what I've done is write a blog, as I usually do each week, uh, and it's basically a social commentary and some of the things that I um, do when I'm not here and how I feel about those things. So what I'm going to do right now, um, and let me say this before I do it, 
you know, I need to let you know that the views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. But if you want to find out more about this show and others, please log on to KUCI.org. Okay, I'm going to um, put this blog on, and uh, you guys uh, listen intently, if you will, and uh, we'll be right back to discuss it. nothing till after you've checked it out. My plan is to do everything I want to at least once. I don't want to live life based on what I heard. I want to live it based on what I know. Having been married to Nicole, an incredible jazz musician, for the past three years, my affinity for music has risen to a new level. Along with the short one-year stint as a radio personality, and a newfound desire to explore every genre of music and mode of communication, I felt that there was no other choice for Nicole and myself but to check out Thundercat and Flying Lotus at the Will Turn Theater in L.A. this past Friday. This same mindset took us to the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion on Saturday to check out our first two operas, Dido and Aeneas and Bluebird's Castle. Steven Bruner, who is better known by his stage name Thundercat, is an electric bass player who has reportedly been influenced by the two renowned fusion artists, Stanley Clark and George Duke. Steven provided samples of jazz, R&B, funk, electronic, and other genres in his performance, and although the volume and timbre of his presentation was a bit overwhelming for my supposedly half-deaf behind, I marveled at the uniqueness and creativity of each and every selection. Stephen Ellison, of the stage name Flying Lotus, is a music producer, rapper, and electronic musician with a strong penchant for multi-genre experimentation. There was a bit of excessiveness in terms of my comfortability with the flashing lights and incessant sounds, but the wizardly appearance of him behind a sheer three-dimensional curtain the amazing backdrop of perpetual video imagery, and the constant and varied influx of musical accompaniment gave uncontested credibility to his creative brilliance. The joint was packed, y'all, and the participatory response of the dominant 20 to 35 aged old audience reminded me of my avid appreciation for the Jimi Hendrix and Funkadelic concerts I attended back in the day. I'm certainly glad I went to see Thundercat and Flying Lotus because I now know firsthand that some of our young artists are still working to preserve, cultivate, and proliferate the innovative creativity that has made all types of music available to us and has allowed countless artists to both find their place in the sun and to remain in our hearts. I'll just have to remember if I go to another concert of that sort to bring some earplugs and dark glasses. As for the first operatic offering entitled Dido and Aeneas, on Saturday, the program guide touted the simplicity of the stage setting. I was not convinced, however, that economic restraints did not play a major role in limiting the props to a white park bench that spanned the width of the stage. The movement and vocal renditions of the 26 performers confined to this single bleacher left me feeling a bit deprived in relation to the glamorous hoopla that I had expected. But their obvious exuberance, along with my willingness to fully grasp the overall artistic intent, gave me a sense of having acquired a bit of insight into the complexities that accompany transforming a story into operatic form. The second presentation, entitled Bluebird's Castle, was a bit more restrained because the only setting was the stage itself. And albeit very large and very white, along with a revolving trajectory, I could not comfortably grasp why there was a total of eight performers and only two of them contributed an audible rendition of the music being played. Not wanting to be undaunted, I was grateful that my appreciation for their concerted efforts overrode my expectations for a visual and vocal extravaganza. Let me point out, however, that the orchestra was totally on point and popping throughout both operas. So much so that I leaned forward a few times to see who was playing the tuba, the oboe, or any other instrument whose resounding tones 
both sparked my interest and captured my attention. As was the case in Friday's musical performances, the Saturday's audience appreciative exuberance demonstrated by their resounding applause let me know that opera is here to stay. The fact that the majority of patrons were between 40 and 70 years of age and the same color as the stage left me wondering if this mode of entertainment was limited to a select group of people and if perhaps my cultural and or aesthetic makeup hindered me from seeing what everyone else saw. Nonetheless, the experience left me with a satisfactory sense of been there, done that, and the understanding that I should read the reviews or talk to someone who knows the details of a particular performance before I attend another opera. We say we don't go to certain places or do certain things because we don't have the time or the money. We say we don't like certain people or things because we don't like the way they look. I agree with the adage that there is a principle which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments, and which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance. That principle is contempt prior to investigation. And I implore all of you, do try looking at stuff the way me and Nicole did this past weekend. Do whatever it is within reason that you want to do, and don't knock nothing till after you've checked it out. I'll holler. Okay. Uh, don't do nothing until after you check it out. I mean, don't knock nothing until after you checked it out. Um, that 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 blog uh, reminds me doesn't remind me because it just happened, but I guess that is a reminder of uh, the the first part of this show, the first half of this show, when DJ and myself were talking about the arts and how um, there's a thing known as the orange curtain that exists here that uh, prevents people from being able to really see what's going on, to be able to see the reality of things because they're looking through a curtain. And that curtain has been formed uh, by them, I think, you know, to protect themselves from things that they aren't comfortable with. And so people can uh, um, see things as I did at that at the at that show when the guy was behind the um, behind those those curtains looking like he was the Wizard of Oz, <laughs> you know. Um, but I really couldn't grasp uh, uh, what it is that was going on back there because it was it was shaded by this curtain, and it's the same thing happening uh, with with what DJ is doing in terms of the of the uh, event that he's going to have this coming Friday. And anyone who wasn't tuned in early on, I just want you to know that uh, Dana, he's known as DJ, is a, is a curator who's taken an opportunity to uh, try and, and dismantle that, that orange curtain and give people an opportunity to see art for what it really is and uh, not having to go online to, to get a glimpse of what it's about, not having to, to access information that might not be true to uh, get some idea of who the artist is and, and, and what, their f what their feelings are, you know, um, but giving you a, a, a direct connection to the artist, to the art, and a, a direct opportunity to interact with them so that you can get a real idea, an honest idea of what it is that they're trying to convey through their art. And I think that's so important, and it applies to uh, the, the, the topic that we're discussing today, you know, don't like nothing until after you've checked it out, and the reason that I think it's so important to do that is because of a situation that I encountered. Um, I don't even remember what year it was, but it was um, the the uh, Hurricane Katrina, and it had just it had just happened. And the day after, um, we went to uh, New Orleans to check it out because my sense was that I know that what has happened is not going to be conveyed in an honest way because the media is going to construe it to a way that fits whoever their benefactor might be. And so I decided that, you know, to go there firsthand and to view what was happening uh, was, was very important and really the only way to get to the, to the gist of the matter, the truth of the matter. And so um, we went to, to New Orleans, and um, there were some stories that I, that I was able to to witness, not stories, but things, events that I was able to witness and to see um, the Red Cross in a, in a huge um, uh, 
building uh, uh, and 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 a lot of uh, 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 things that they were able to to use to uh, uh, allow people to be relieved from the stress and the and the and the and the things that had happened to them uh, were available. But it was so amazing to me that it wasn't available in an area that was hard as hit. You know, it was available in an area that had maybe, you know, on the on the streets there. There wasn't even an inch of rain. There was no water left. The streets, as a matter of fact, were drying out because it was higher ground. But the place where where I where I went to was where the real situation was, was where things were happening that uh, that did not appear in the newspaper. And uh, uh, people were were really out of sorts in those particular areas because they had lost their homes. They had lost members of their families and uh, and they would have had to walk like 20 or 30 miles to access this Red Cross uh, thing that they had set up. You know, and, 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 and it was ludicrous, you know, and, and we went in, I, I, I hooked up with some people in Jackson, Mississippi, who were uh, uh, part of the NAACP, National Association for the Advancement of, of Colored People. And we went to the Red Cross and talked to them about the situation and asked them why it was that they were in a in a, a, a an area that wasn't hit hard, but were not at what they call the bottom uh, where where people had lo- had literally lost their homes, you know, these people where the Red Cross was, their their homes had been flooded there, you know, but they did not lose their homes, and as I said, the streets were already dry, and their uh, uh, response was that we did not know, you know, that there was a need there, and we can help you with that. So we were stationed in a in a couple of churches in the area, and these people came the next day, and you're not going to believe this, but they came and asked us if they could help us to pass out the food and the clothing that we had gotten from the people in Jackson, Mississippi. You know, they brought nothing with them to, to, to help facilitate uh, uh, aid to these people, but wanted to appear to be a part of that. And, of course, you know, George Bush came in in a helicopter, and he really didn't really even touch down. You know, he was he was out of there at a flash, you know, and we all know what happened, you know, some of the things that happened afterwards. But it was so important to me to be a part of that, to be there, to be able to see what really was going on. And when I got back to, um, I was living in Chicago at the time. When I got back to Chicago and started reading all the newspaper articles and that kind of thing, nothing but lies, y'all. Nothing but lies. And so I decided that from this point on, I'm going to, you know, if, if something is happening that I want to know about, I'm going to check it out myself. And and thereby the, the, the blog, you know. Um, I was at this these events, and um, the thing for me is that I went to these events because I had never been to an opera in my life, never been to an opera. I had um, heard about them. I had seen them in movies and on television, kind of what they look like. And uh, I was just taken aback by the fact that here I am, 65 years of age, never been to an opera, married to a musician. I need to at least check an opera out because I, you know, I, I, I got a, a, a taste of, of classical music when I first met my wife. She was doing a classical concert, as a matter of fact. And I don't I didn't like classical music. I didn't think I did at the time anyway. But once I got in there, I, you know, I, I realized that I did like it. You know, so it was it. I just figured it would be good for me to at least check out an opera. And as I said, the things that I saw on television uh, and in the movies in terms of what operas were, uh, were not like the opera the two operas that we went to, you know, uh, they, people didn't have those opera glasses with the long stem on it, you know, and, and, and they don't, didn't have on formal gowns and tuxedos and all that kind of stuff, you know? And, uh, um, but I was, uh, I was thinking that because this is, you know, California and it's kind of a laid back state, uh, people would not be dressed to that degree, and I was right about it, but, um, you know, I went pretty sharp. You know, I didn't have on no tux, but I, I was decent, <laughs> you know, and I felt uh, felt a part of it. So I was really comfortable being in that environment. Now, mind you, the environment was, I mean, Dorothy Chandler Pavilion with all those uh, chandeliers and, 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 and lights and, and carpeting and, and just the building itself with the glass and the steel, it's a sight in, in and of itself. And uh, uh, and so I felt uh, really a part of that, you know, and and I thought, as I said, prior to going that it would be a different type of situation. But I found once I got there that it was, you know, basically just some regular people doing some opera stuff. 
And so I was not really enthused with the with what I saw because I was expecting a lot more, you know, and I'm not talking about the audience and, 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 and what they came with. I was talking about the performers and the and the the, uh, the settings and that kind of thing. And it was near, not nearly as elaborate as I thought it would be. And it didn't disappoint me, but it made me realize that that, you know, uh, our economics are, are at a point now where things are, are not as they used to be, you know, because as I mentioned in the blog, you know, there was one long bench in the first opera and uh, it was like 26 performers on that bench and they interacted with, with each other as best they could in a limited seating arrangement, you know, but it kind of took away from my idea of what an opera would be like. You know, and the singing itself, as I said, was not uh, all that I thought it would be, you know, but um, it was opera, it was classical, so I, I had to go with that. But the thing that I, I, I gained most from it, from both those operas, was the fact that they were accessible to me. You know, I wanted to know about them. I didn't want to hear about them or read about them. I wanted to see them, and I got an opportunity to do that, And uh, and I'm grateful for having... Uh, had that opportunity or having taken advantage of that opportunity. As I said in the blog, I don't know if I'm going to go to another opera, you know, but I do know for a fact that if I do go, I'm not going to have as high uh, expectations, you know, and uh, I'm going to make sure that I find out from somebody who knows that particular opera or somebody who, you know, uh, has reviewed that particular opera and decide then and there if it's something that I want to do. But as I said, I'm glad I did it. As for the the two musicians that I saw, Thundercat and uh, um, Flying Lotus, uh, is something that, that today I, 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 I just wanted to do you know what i mean because i was uh i was back in that era with with uh with uh, uh jimmy hendrix and them and uh that music was uh dangerously loud as well you know and uh and, and at that time uh my hearing was probably whatever the best hearing is you know but since that time working in a factory and that kind of thing my hearing has diminished and uh even though i don't like wearing them i do have access to my hearing aids but i'm so glad i didn't bring them with me because that stuff was loud and i can't stand the music that i used to be able to stand back in the day you know what i mean and so um it was it was extremely loud and then uh the flying lotus uh he's a you know he's he's bordering on genius if not being a genius but he was able to collaborate uh in a in a, in a way with lights and 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 sound that was uh uh way 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 beyond my expectations i mean i saw some things that i had never seen before in terms of video uh and 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 uh his ability to make those particular sounds and the same with thundercat the way that guy played that guitar, uh, and that's probably why I thought about Jimi Hendrix, even though it was a bass guitar, but the way he played that guitar and the sounds that he made and the, the interaction with the uh, 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 electronics that he had on stage, it, 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 it was just simply amazing, you know, and it, it gave me a sense of uh, having been able to uh, uh, see with my own eyes what was really going on in the music world with young folks because it I mean it was packed with young people packed with young people and uh and I had you know thought for a, a moment that you know since this rap started you know uh and it's been going on for a long time um um the music has kind of like taken away from the creative element of of music itself for me you know and I was you know, becoming uh, disappointed and, and I guess disillusioned by thinking that the creativity aspect of music was dying, you know, except for in certain genres, you know, like uh, my wife is a jazz artist and, 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 and uh, uh, she's very innovative and does a lot of things that have heretofore not been done, you know, and other artists that, that she works with, other artists that I've met in that particular genre as well. But I had not I didn't really have an idea about electronic music and fusion and that kind of thing. But I thought it was just a lot of uh, 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 equipment, a lot of computers and things that made sounds that weren't really uh, original and didn't come from the artists themselves. But the way that they facilitated these sounds, the way they facilitated this, the, the, the video 
and uh, uh, just collaborated on 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 things that uh, don't seem to go together in a sense. You know, it was just amazing, amazing, amazing. And it, it made me feel very grateful that that our young people, you know, are not just just talking about the bees and the, and 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 the gats and, and and all that kind of thing. But they're actually reaching out to another arena that uh, uh, that they have not accessed or, or have not uh, been able to access because of the certain music genre that was that has had basically taken over that that being uh, uh, the, the, the hip hop and that kind of thing. And so it was it was very gratifying to see, even though the music was too loud for my taste and 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 the, 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 the flashing videos were too much for my eyes. You know, I really appreciated the underlying message that came out. And that is, yes, we are creative. We're doing some things on our own, you know, and, 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 and of our own mindset that we want to share with everyone else. And I was really, really grateful to be a part of that. And so it, it just, you know, brings to mind for me anyway how important it is for us to do everything that, 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 that we desire to do, as I said, within reason. Because there's so much stuff out here. And like we talked earlier in the show about the, about the Iron Curtain and people having fear of going past that curtain and, and seeing the reality of things. We got to do that, y'all. We got to interact with each other. We got to reach each other, you know. And just because we have a certain idea about a certain group of people, you know, like my idea about the young people and my idea about opera, you know, it was all shit shattered because I one the one common thread that existed in all three or four of the performances that I saw two musical and two opera the common thread that existed was that these are just people who are creative and are trying to convey to others the gift that they have and and share that gift uh, uh, with others and open their hearts and their and their minds to to allowing others to come in and and check them out you know so I think it, it is so so important that we take on that consciousness of doing everything you know everything don't 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 hold back from nothing you know don't be scared of nothing you know if you see something that you like or see something you just want to check out you might not like it but you want to check it out I suggest that you go ahead and do it you know, because you get so much satisfaction from having done it. Uh, at least I do, you know, and I just, just want to share that with you guys. So I'm, I'm going to be doing, a, you know, a lot more stuff. I'm going to be sharing that stuff with you guys. And uh, I hope that uh, our paths will cross, you know, and we'll be able to communicate uh, what it is that we've gained from doing what it is that we do. Uh, grateful to y'all for tuning in. And uh, I just want to thank you for being you and for doing what you do. I'll holler. <laughs>